Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Noise in Brief, PR Week UK's fortnightly podcast series where we discuss the biggest industry news stories from the past week in a bite-sized format. I'm Siobhan Holt, news editor at PR Week UK, and today I'm joined by our editor, John Harrington, and our reporter, Evie Barrett. To begin with, John has been looking at the recent holding company results. Can you tell us a bit more, John? Yes, so I thought it'd be worth rounding up some of the results, as you say, from, from the second quarter, particularly now the big holding companies of all reported and the results really kind of point to some of the challenges at the moment in in the second quarter and as a reminder these are the sort of the PR businesses from the global holding companies so the figures are global so Mm -hmm. obviously there are going to be a lot of variations there but I think it's worth looking at them so Omnicom's PR revenue is flat in the second quarter Omnicom is the owner of Flushman Hillard Ketchum Portonavelli IPG the Golan and Weber owner they reported mid to high single digit growth in Q2 in the PR division So they performed stronger, it seems. We can assume that's between 6 and 9% or something. And more recently, WPP reported 2% growth on a light-flight basis in its PR division. And with WPP, one of the most prominent things they said overall about trading was just about the slowdown in revenue from tech clients, which hit its performance overall in the second quarter, not so much specifically in PR, but just across the business. They point to things like the delays in the spend from tech clients as well, And more recently, we actually reported on the fact that Stagwell and its performance, Stagwell owned quite a few sort of PR and marketing agencies, its performance was also hit by the negative impact of the tech world. So we thought it'd be worth looking at how UK agencies in tech have been finding recent trading. So there should be an article on that this week, maybe even by the time you hear this, it will be out. (laughs) But I was looking back at some of our comments from our recent trade tracker in relation to trading in July. So this is obviously a couple of weeks old, but nevertheless, there were people saying that it's quietly awakening on the new business front, more positive months, some indication that constraints from the first half are easing. And some of the early comments we've seen from this upcoming feature we're doing kind of allude to that, really. You know, there's a real sense that 
the last month or so, perhaps maybe two months, has seen a bit of a corner being turned with more pitches in businesses. AI is perhaps fueling a bit of this opportunity, although there is this sense of the importance of doing more with less. Although perhaps this is where PR could benefit as a sort of better value option than other kind of marketing disciplines. So I really think it's a fascinating time for tech PR. I don't think there's a real sense that people are out of the woods, but I think maybe the most recent period has been perhaps not as doom and gloom as more recently, the last two to three months, if you see what I mean. So yeah, that's what we found. Yeah, the news stories at the start of the year were quite worrying, weren't they? They were were. very dark. Exactly. A lot of redundancies and changes. Well, this is it, yeah. And it's worth saying, yeah, the, the kind of the slowbacks, the cutbacks from the big tech companies is, you know, renowned for many months. This has been sort of what's largely been fueling this. Mm. But, you know, there are also people who say that those cutbacks, they came after a real big investment over the COVID period. Mm-hmm. So actually, this is perhaps more of a readjustment than a major cutback. Maybe they're going back to the sort of more like the situation things were in 2020 before the big sort of investment around the COVID era. Yeah. Plus there is, you know, and some people explain it to me that a lot of these big companies, they like to make announcements of cuts because it can improve their share price because it shows that they're they're reacting and, um, you know, they're trying to improve their margins and so on. So, you know, I think there are a lot of different elements to this, but I'd perhaps be slightly more optimistic if I worked in tech PR now than perhaps even a month or two ago, yeah. let alone the start of the year. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's my assessment on it. And we've had a chat about it, haven't we, where we said sometimes it's not, although it's, if that's your job, you know, you're, you're very worried about it, but it doesn't necessarily mean doom and gloom. It can be that the business is shifting and then it's just looking at more ways to invest in different areas. And maybe that's what the tech we're also slightly doing in some ways as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, tech covers a multitude of different things, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's consumer tech to just the word tech at the end of any industry that you could think of. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there are a lot of elements there and you're right. I think we're increasingly going to see how tech works with other disciplines, you know, getting really deep into sort of corporate lobbying, public affairs, things like cybersecurity. And I mentioned AI. Mm. I remember at the PR360 summit, there were a few people kind of just talking about the importance of AI to the wider corporate world and indeed governments Mm. and how it's, you know, a threat and an opportunity And I really think that could be something that does help PR agencies, frankly, because there's a lot of uncertainty around that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And looking ahead, as you say, this sort of being prepared for before it comes. And I know if you were looking at page fields that they've looked at this this week. Yeah, they've launched an AI policy. It's sort of how they want their staff to be using it responsibly. So some of the guidelines that they've got are obviously being transparent about when you're using AI safeguarding company information and keeping details confidential because obviously if you put information onto these AI platforms you don't necessarily know where that data is going to go so escalating things formally in the case of any data leaks or suspected breaches and they also want people to verify the data that's produced by these generative AI programs to ensure that they're maintaining their integrity with everything they're putting out which I think are all really They kind of sound obvious when you say these points, but it's the kind of thing that needs to be established with new technology that everyone's getting to grips with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, policy quite often is, as you Mm. say. But I think we slightly take for granted maybe that we have HR policies. But yeah, I suppose it has to end these sort of things. But you're right. It needs to be there so that everyone knows that they're singing from the same hymn sheet, I suppose. Mm. And also, they're not the first, though, are they? Because we've had other businesses sort of do similar 
AI announcements on how, like, was it Ogilvy with their looking at influencer and how they were sort of declaring it? They were putting like a logo, I think, on the imagery they were using and stating, weren't they, on their press releases? Mm, yeah, I think a lot of agencies are trying to navigate it, but it shows that obviously AI is going to be continued to be used sort of in the coming months and perhaps years. It seems like it's not going anywhere now. Yeah, exactly. And I suppose following on from policy as well, it can be used in recruitment because we have written a feature about that in the last week. James Wright, who's the associate director at Emerge, he's been using AI to create tasks to test interviews and candidates as well as create briefs. And he said that he found ChatGBT was really useful if he was trying to create briefs for like account manager roles and hire, which I thought was really interesting. Mm. Although I did find it quite interesting that he said at first that he was quite sceptical, which I'm sure we all would be at using this Mm. sort of technology, but he was really impressed with how strong and in-depth it was and how it saved time. So I think it could be one that really helps comms because it could provide a solution when it comes to recruitment. What do you think, John? Yeah, I think the sort of possibility, to, it sounds a bit trite, but I do think the possibilities were almost endless with yeah. this. I mean, I think that there are a lot of dangers, though, as well. I mean, I think the dangers of, you see quite a lot of articles about AI and they can have biases, mm. they can miss things. So you've got to keep the human element. But I think in terms of sifting, a sort of first check, I think would be very, very useful. Yeah. But I do think there are some kind of nuances here that are going to need to be ironed out. I don't think you know, this is anything that can be totally automated for quite some time. No, no. And I suppose maybe that comes back to our point on policy, that you need that in place so that you avoid these sort of errors that you're talking about. Definitely, definitely. But I did find it was quite interesting in the feature that Helen Croydon said, who's she's director of Thought Leadership PR, she said that there's a H in HR for a reason. I did quite like that quote. Yes, that is a good quote. (laughs) Okay, so this week we've introduced our What Clients Want From Agencies, which for those that don't know, It's an interview with a professional in comms from some of the key businesses, really. And we just sort of asked them what they really want when they partner with their agencies and what they're looking for. So, Evie, you've done the first interview. Who did you interview and what did they say? So I interviewed Jenny Pask, who is comms and marketing director at BAE Systems Digital Intelligence. So that's the side that oversees tech and cybersecurity, all that kind of thing. And actually, the headline quote that I used was basically, all singing, all dancing campaigns are not enough, which, I mean, it sounds quite contradictory where, like, I think most brands you'd assume would want a lot of media coverage and a big fancy campaign. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) but actually what Jenny was saying was because comms and marketing is integrated at BAE Systems, they actually need to think more widely with the goals of their campaign. So they need campaigns that are more widely applicable across the wider business that can be reused and repackaged and work that actually helps business growth. So she was saying that they need agencies which have a strong business mindset, which I think is something you don't hear that often. So that was quite interesting. And also, I suppose as well, it's it's fallen into that category of really value for money from their agency as well. Mm, Definitely. Yeah, it makes sense in the current climate. She also said that creativity has to be front and centre of the campaigns produced by agencies, which I also thought was a bit unexpected. Yeah, Yeah. because obviously BAE Systems is a very complicated company, very sophisticated, but actually I think they obviously understand their business very well. So what they value is the outside perspective and the, the creative insight that agencies can bring so yes I thought it was quite 
enlightening. Yeah, absolutely. So keep an eye out because we've got more coming. We've got an interview with Subway. We've got an interview with Styling Bank and Royal Mail. So keep an eye out on PR Week for that one. Last week, we launched a new regular column called PR Room 1. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A one, many of you may have seen it and it's been very popular. In it, uh, a comms expert selects three PR and comms pet hates they would like to banish to Room 101 and kick out of the industry altogether. So I'm going to ask you guys what you would like to put in Room 101 while I've got you both. Mm-hmm. Go on, John, you start. I feel like you're okay. itching to start. It's yeah. three things, so it's one each, things. John. One each, okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to use editor's prerogative and pick Fair. two things. Okay, I'm not going to argue on that. You go ahead. <laughs> I like like having rules and then immediately breaking them. I feel... If you can't if you can't do that as an editor, when can you? When you can you? Yeah, but I thought it was worth talking about this because I've got a broad one first of all, and then I've okay. got quite a specific pedantic one. Right. So I'm going to go broad, and that's a lack of regional diversity. And you see, you're going to get get support from the mank in the exactly, room. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> a sort of uh, our, our North, resident northerner. So you know, I could frankly pick several diversity issues here. They've been very well documented, but one that I think possibly isn't mentioned enough is is the regional picture. Yeah. And this isn't just an instinct. I was, I was looking back at the top 150 data that we had mm. um, earlier this year. And that really suggests there's been a scaling back of office opening plans among UK agencies, as in opening in this country. Yeah. And many of these agencies are, of course, London based. I mean, I think this is a mistake. There's a huge amount of untapped talent in the UK outside of London. Our industry, certainly agency side, doesn't benefit from being so London centric. This issue is obviously complicated by remote working, virtual working. But I think one of the most important things PR can do is understand the communities it's targeting. And while the majority of agencies and agency workers are in London or the southeast, I think there will always be a gap here. Mm. So it feels like the untapped potential of UK outside London really needs to be looked at. I would say levelling up, but I don't think anyone says that anymore. No, Or no. indeed <laughs> understands what it means, or maybe <laughs> maybe never did. No, very but, true. Yeah, so that's my first one. And your second one? Second one. one. Okay, stop hounding journalists on... <laughs> stop hounding journalists, please, on multiple platforms. I may be speaking for everyone here. Yeah. Um, quite often I'll get an email press release, then a text kind of immediately afterwards, sometimes a LinkedIn message, a Twitter DM... Please stick to email yep. unless you know they prefer to be contacted a different way or if you know them really well and you sort of get to know what they're like, fair enough. But, you know, a counter argument to this might be, you know, they never read their emails. They get so many emails and I want to stick out. And although I have some sympathy for that, I think it's probably because the email wasn't targeted well in the first place. Yeah. We get 
a lot of emails. I get a lot of emails. We had a big breaking story earlier on. I Mm -hmm. immediately leapt onto it. If it's a big story, if it's something that's worth reporting, if it's targeted well, we'll get onto it. So, yeah, and a sort of side point to this, please respect out-of-office replies. (laughs) Honestly, I've been chased so many times. I was in Spain recently and I was just... Firstly, I was I was sort of chased from people who said, oh, I got you out of office and then just texting me, you know, and I also get people who email me multiple times despite having got me out of office. Yes. So they email me before I'm back. Yeah, yeah. And I don't quite know Even what Even though they you've think stipulated what day you will return. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if there's an element of automation here that, oh, well, this is what we do. We send it on one day and then two days later we follow it up or yes. half an hour later or whatever people think is the right amount so I think just a bit of recognition of that I would say okay rant over no that's fine you're not the only person when we're doing the interviews with journalists the journalist I interviewed at ITV she said similar but her advice was that if you're going to contact her for example on LinkedIn was to rather than do a pitch was to actually say what's the best way to contact you Mm. so you're putting it then in her court and I thought that was a better way of doing it and then also so she's seen it she knows this is coming through, but then she has the opportunity to tell them exactly what, how she wants to be contacted. Yeah, that I, was better. I don't like long pictures on LinkedIn no. because at some point you're going to have to switch to email, aren't you? Yes, yeah. And at also some point. you feel rude as well if you've missed it because you, yeah. you've had a conversation and then you're like, oh, I, no, can we all have it in one funnel, please? And LinkedIn is just a tiny little box. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Evie, you, you go. Yeah, mine, <laughs> mine follows on quite well from John's, actually. I okay. mean, uh, who knew that? journalists would have so much to say about media relations <laughs> but um mine's about contacting journalists as well i don't like when you get the same pitch or the same press release multiple times mm. and it's clear that i mean sometimes i'll get it multiple times when i've already published the story yes. i think it's sometimes just clear that the pr hasn't taken the time to check our website first and just see if we've actually written it and yep. i mean Sometimes, obviously, they're just really keen to know whether it's gone live, but sometimes it's just knowing when we publish certain things, like with the campaigns roundup, for example. Mm -hmm. If they send a campaign on a Tuesday and then follow up on the Wednesday and the Thursday, our campaigns roundup doesn't go live till Friday, so realistically... Yeah, and your inbox there is is potentially with four or five emails, so the same email. Yeah, (laughs) and the thing is, I mean, we just get so many campaigns that realistically I just can't get back to every single person and say, yeah, don't worry, we'll include this this week. So, yeah, I think it's just nice when people wait and see before following up. Obviously, then if it's not included, then it makes complete sense to just ask. But, yeah, and then I think... Another, I'm not going to do two, but kind of a second part to this. Yeah. Um, this is supposed to be the brief podcast. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Just... Sorry. It's when people ask to be sent a link when a story's live or they'll ask for a PDF export of the story because they don't have access to the website. And I think, yeah, just trying to kind of bypass our subscription model, which isn't really something that we have the power to deal with. Yep. I'll say it. We're a business. We make money. <laughs> The subscription model's there for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think following on from that as well, you get it as well where they're asking to have you put it in and you have, and that can take time to then go, you're going back sometimes, I mean, especially maybe if it's a week out of date and they're coming back going, did you include it? And you're mm. like, we did. And you have to sort of go back and find things and that's not fair either. So yeah, I think always check the site before you start asking, did you include it? Yeah, definitely. I'm happy to be helpful where I can, but a little bit of, common sense goes a long way as yeah, well. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And knowing the title. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, mine is job titles. Okay. And 
silly job titles, I think is the polite <laughs> way of putting it. I'm going to be very diplomatic there. Silly. So things like head of fame or something of those sort of ilk. I mean, I'm sounding an old fuddy-duddy now because, you you know, I know job titles evolve. Like we were talking earlier that head of personnel has now become human resources. It's now head of people and it does change. But there are some interesting job titles in this sector, I've noticed, and some of them I do find a bit odd. I feel a bit sorry for the person that has to move to a new company with an interesting job title that maybe they have to explain at the interview <laughs> stage. So, yeah, that would be the one I would put in Room 101. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because some of these ones that sound a bit more quirky, a bit a bit out there, mm. I kind of admire sometimes when agencies want to just be different. Yes. And do you know what I mean? A lot of it is about the branding, isn't it? It's yeah, a bit it like yeah. we're not a stale corporate. We're going to have more kind of interesting of titles yeah so i guess that's the counter argument to what you say yeah but i imagine it can't must people be quite... have a bit of fun siobhan no no john you're the ruiner of fun is that your you are the fun police <laughs> i just think it must just be i would love to be in a fly on a wall when they're explaining it to their parents or their friends what their job title is because they must go you do what and yeah <laughs> there we are i'm being fun police this week that's <laughs> that's unusual for me but there we go <laughs> So following on from that, if you would like to take part in PR Room 101, please contact me. My email is on the website. And yes, yeah, we're looking for people to take part. I have already been approached by one or two members of the sector. So yeah, keep an eye out for some of them. They're already very keen. <laughs> on a separate note, PR Week has launched this week. It's Gen Z PR Survey. We want to learn what the top priorities are for the latest generation of UK comms pros and what they think about the industry. It's a multiple choice survey. So yeah. Yeah, the link is on the website so have a look and please if you're like me slightly older please pass it on to your gen z team members because we want to get as much feedback as we possibly can and following on from that the deadline for our creative mentoring scheme is also coming to a close so please apply and the pay gap survey as well Actually, just before we came on air, we had a breaking news story. John, do you want to just tell us about that? Yes. So this is news that Jim Donaldson um, is leaving Fleischmann Hillard. Jim is UK and Middle East CEO of the Omnicom agency, stepping down after nearly nine years in the role. So I think this is quite a significant moment, really. Massively, I mean, yeah. Jim's obviously been there a long time. He's overseen quite a few developments there, not least the merger with its sister agency, Fishburn, mm -hmm. back in 2015. Yep. And, you know, generally it's been a sort of consistent performer, certainly the UK business over that time. It's and one best place to work, hasn't it? It's one it, best place to year? work. It's won various PR Week awards. And generally, you know, it's a significant player in the industry. Mm. I think it's 12th in the most recent top 150. There you go. I've just looked. <laughs> just double checked Just double checked some facts. <laughs> yeah, you know, estimated revenue uh, just over 43 million 2022 so you know it's a significant player and Jim has been a very important part of that along with Ali G and the deputy CEO so yeah pastures new Jim hasn't said where he's going yet I nobbled him and it sounds like he's going to work it out he's not leaving until the start of next year or the end of this year so there's still time to find his replacement that'll be very interesting to see if it's yeah, it someone will. internally or someone externally that's going to be a pretty coveted role I would have thought at the Omnicom agency. So, yeah, big news in the hiring front. So Absolutely. we'll w watch this space. Yeah. Okay, that's all for this episode. Noise and Brief goes live every two weeks. In the meantime, look out for our Beyond the Noise podcast next week. Thanks to Evie and John, and thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>